0: It's the 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast with your friend
1: Mike. It's the 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast that you like. Because it's free.
0: Here he comes now. He's gonna sit down. It's gonna start.
1: Hey, what's happening? Mike Schmidt, 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this whole show in one breath. Uh, Alright, I've already ruined that. But that's okay. It only took six seconds. I, I Look, I had a plan. You know me. I got a list. I got plans. Everybody knows that about me these days. <sighs> Hey, let's touch base on something I want to talk about now that usually I talk about in the plugs and then sometimes I forget to talk about in the plugs and I want to mention it now because you know what? You're listening now. You listen to the beginning of the show. Who knows who turns off the plugs? There are people out there who are kind of like, hey, look, man, I don't need to hear about your sponsors and that's bullshit, man. Maybe I should do the plugs in the beginning of the show. Maybe I should say, you coffee and underpants right the fuck now, man. Uh, that won't happen, but still, uh, well, I will, if they reach out, I'm not going to lie to you, man, I'm for sale. I am for fucking sale at this point, cough up money for fucking coffee and underpants. And, uh, it used to be that I had to use a product if I was going to tell you about it in my mind. I was like, and so I didn't do audible.com in the beginning. They're like, Hey, you should, I wanted to be special. I'm so fucking weird. They came at me when, you know, that was when they were selling every podcast on their thing. Hey man, why don't you go ahead and get people on board with audible.com? And I understand the thinking of it. Now that I think of the logic, I'm like, all right, they thought people like words. That, that was Audible.com's whole strategy. Hey, if you like podcasts, you like words, you like people shouting words at you? We got books, plenty of them. People are shouting words all the fucking time. Why wouldn't you like that too? When in reality, they were just kind of cutting their own balls off. Like they were, and any podcaster will advertise to Audible.com, which by the way, I'm giving them free fucking advertising now. But, uh, but now you're just cutting your own fucking nuts off. Because you're like, hey, you know that thing that I do? Want to hear professional guys do it? <laughs> it's fucking shitty. So, uh, And also with narratives and stories and things like that, unless you're looking for this kind of stuff. If you're looking for my ping pong nonsense, then you're going to fucking come here every goddamn week for the last 12 goddamn years. That's a lot of goddamn in that sentence. However, if you're looking for, I don't know, fucking erudite dudes talking about Emily Bronte and fucking old ladies and shit like that, then you're going to go to Audible.com. If you want to hear Malcolm Gladwell talk about fucking a thousand hours of being good at something or whatever the fuck, or a dedicated audience of a thousand people, I don't, I can't keep track. Every guy comes out and spits some self-help stuff right in your fucking face. You're like, "Thank you, sir. May I have more fucking theories that don't work for me? That'd be fucking great." Uh, although I do like the idea of the thousand people. We've talked about that on here. If you have a thousand people to support everything you do, that's fantastic. Now, um, I have certainly multiples of that listening, but do they support everything I do? Mm-hmm. Do they buy everything I have? Yeah, but they shouldn't. I'm not telling you you got to buy shit, but at the same time, fucking keep me afloat, man. I'm going under. I've got two fingers above the water, ready to put up a third, and just drift to the bottom of the sea and find one of those uh, fucking see-through cephalopods they got in the bottom of the ocean. I saw one of those scrolling things. You ever see that? There was a thing about the ocean. They're like, scroll down and you'll see these things. There's like a fucking goblin shark and all sorts of stuff. Like at certain levels, there's whales, but then underneath the whales, there's all these fucking super worms and shit. The ocean's a fucking freaky place. The ocean's just a wet moon. I mean, that's fucking brutal. I can't imagine what they got in space, but it can't be any weirder than what we got in the fucking ocean. In fact, I'd be willing to take Again, space is all blue when you look up. Sky's blue, oceans blue. I think the ocean's just a fucking upside-down sky. Up there in space, you got all sorts of crazy shit. You got ETs and people like that, and the Close Encounters, freaky bendy idiots, and fucking mashed potato mountains and stuff. Well, in the fucking ocean, what do you got? You got fucking like I said, cephalopods and goblin fish with their own fucking lantern above their head. You ever see that? You ever see that fish with a light on its on its fucking forehead? Because they live at the at the bottom of the ocean, right? So they got to have this fucking like carrot on a stick contraption that protrudes from their forehead, and it's got a fucking glowing. Luminescent sack? And look, what I wouldn't give to have a luminescent sack. Oh, how great would that be? You're just walking around, fucking shiny jeans, everybody's like, what the fuck's going on with you? Hey man, it's my luminescent sack. When I'm at uh, when I'm at depthitude, I want to be able to see the fish in front of me so I can scoop them up with my giant goblin fish mouth. And a superworm comes by I want to alert myself to its presence. Also, if I'm gonna have a conversation deep in the ocean, I want to make sure that my luminescent sack goes off so I can see the face of who I'm chatting with. I don't want to have a chat with a fucking uh hammerhead shark or a giant carp or whatever the fuck without seeing his face. What if it's a giant carp I don't like? Let's talk about that for a second. There's plenty of giant carp out there that I can't have a conversation with. How about that? You remember Roy? Roy the giant carp who did me fucking wrong in high school? That motherfucker shows up. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen? I might go off. Now, granted, if I punch him under the ocean, it's going to be in slow motion. He'll probably see it coming. And, but you know what? Maybe I turn off my luminescent sack. If I turn off my luminescent sack, he has no idea it's coming. All he hears is a fucking rustling of the water. And boom, Roy the giant carp eats a right fucking hook for all that bullshit he did to me in Miss fucking Vega's German class, you dick. What are you taking German for anyway, Roy? It's the bottom of the ocean. Talk ocean talk. Don't talk fucking German. You need to know a fucking language. Uh, what what some fucking German tourist is gonna come down in the ocean, you're gonna have a conversation with him. Uh Guten Tag, V Gates, uh, Das ist Roy the fucking giant carp. And then the German you think he's gonna hang out and talk to you? No, the second he sees a talking fish, he fucking bails because he's not used to having him in life like I had you in my life. All right. Um All this talk of luminescent sacks has my mouth dried out. I I uh So I wanted to talk about something because the plugs again, they, you know, they always come at the end of the show and people are very generous and nice. I'm sure some of you listen to the end of the show. Uh, Some of you may turn me, some of you might not even listen to the beginning of the show. I got to be honest. You might turn turn me off four seconds in. Oh, this shit again, colic. But you know what I respect? I respect the fact that you listen every week just to see if it changed. That's my favorite part about all of you. A lot of people don't like what I do, but they tune in every goddamn week to go, well, is it any different? Maybe. You know what? This guy's got some winning points. Certainly there's some charisma there, and he, he knows his way around the English language. This guy sounds like if a thesaurus had a mouth, so let's fucking give him a shout. And then you turn me on, and you like, nah, same bullshit, and you turn me off. Uh, although I will tell you this, and I'm very proud of this. Let's talk about this for just a second. I, you know, I always talk about the fact that I've got old shows and blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to, br- I almost brought you one last week. I'll be honest with you. I almost brought you on this week too. Uh, and not because of laziness, but just because I think I have so many, uh, quality, good old shows that you should want to listen to them. Uh, and I had a nice gentleman write me this week and I was very proud to hear from, uh, our friend, uh, was it Jason? I think it was Jason. Um, no, it was Jacob, I think. Right. Jacob and he was very nice and he uh and he wrote me a note and he said he was been he's been re-listening from season 1 and uh and I have I've been in his life for 10 years and and he's been re-listening since season 1 and it makes me very happy. He's like I uh he talked about how funny I was and and how even on the re-listen it was um it was compelling. And and again, I'm not jerking myself off here. You got Jacob to do that with both fucking hands and that's totally fine. Um but I, I, uh, you know, I, I've been doing this a long fucking time and I'm really good at it. That's all. I guess I just wanted to reassert that. I wanted to thank Jacob on the air because he reached out to me to tell me, um, that I've been with him for 10 years and then he's been listening and then he's re-listening now and, and finding that he wasn't wrong, you know, cause sometimes this is fine. You know, look, it's been over a decade. All right. I've been in some of your lives for over a decade. Some people are new. Some people just came in in the past year. Some people came in five years ago, whatever the fuck, um, but but the fact that I've I've withstood the test of time for some of you and been with you for so long, that's uh I'm fucking proud of that, man. That's fucking cool as hell. I, I, I wish there was a way to convey it without swearing at you because but that's all I do. But again, again you've been listening for this fucking long, you know that's what I do. Um I was reading about somebody and they were talking. You ever see these fucking things where they're like, oh, hey, swearing proves that you're smart? Get the fuck out of here. I mean, I don't. That's just fucking confirmation bias for somebody who says cunt all the time and wants to be looked at as an egghead. And <laughs> there's no, I'll tell you what, there's nobody better than the egghead cunt. Oh, Jesus. Or the cunty egghead. How about that? Um,. Just swearing makes you smart. No, it doesn't. It just makes you fucking swear. nobody. There's no more absolutes. There's no I don't believe in any absolutes anymore, except science. I mean, science is an absolute. Like I said. Well, although you're talking to a guy who five minutes ago just told you that the fucking ocean is an upside upside down sky. So who knows? Who knows what to believe? Um. How compelling is this, Jacob? All right. Well, nice of him to reach out, and I wanted to thank him for that. And uh, and it's just I I. Sometimes I wind up feeling myself a little bit where I'm just like, man, I've been doing this a long fucking time. And you guys, you know, for Jacob to say that it was important because, again, I, you outgrow me. You know, there are people who have outgrown the show. There are people who fucking beat a hasty retreat and certainly didn't mind telling me they did so and saying that I had changed. And, uh, and I, uh, you know, you got to figure, well, we both maybe changed a little bit over 10 years. You know, just go... You know, I mean, you 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 can be Scarlett Johansson and I'll be Adam Driver and I'll punch a hole in a wall. Oh, by the way, have you seen that clip? How weak does it look like when Adam Driver punches a hole in a wall? Don't don't fucking no, don't throw an overhead hammer fist at the wall. You got to throw a fucking straight, direct fucking fist punch through a wall. That's that's gonna get your your velocity. Take it from a guy who's punched through many walls and doors. You got to fucking throw an actual punch like you fucking square yourself and just fucking throw a blast straight fucking knuckles. Don't fucking come through with a hammer fist and it's, and it just made the wall look gimmicked. It just it just didn't. It didn't play for me. You got to punch. You know, you want to see somebody punch a hole through a fucking wall. Watch fucking Gandolfini as Tony Soprano fighting with Carmela and fucking and and pinning her up against the wall and then punching his fist through the fucking wall next to her head. Dude, that that looks real. That is rage. That was fucking awesome. Uh, and it's also funny to me to see all these people who are like like young, young people watching these scenes from that marriage movie, which I have not seen. By the way, I've only seen the clips. But this is how I was introduced to it is people going uh, Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver are the greatest actors in the world. Look at this scene and tell me tell me that they're not. And I'll be honest with you. I watched the scene and uh, I mean, it's fine, you you know, but it's it's for me anyway. And and, again, I'm no actor. But I, I would tell you that the easiest thing for me to portray would be, like, fucking sobbing rage. I mean, I, I could I could fucking vomit that all over you anytime you wanted me to if I was in a movie. I've often thought that. I'm like, if I was an actor, they'd be like, ah, give us subtle. And I'm like, I can do as, as much as I can to try to be as subtle as possible. But if you were like, hey, go fucking crazy here and I'd just have a crazy argument with somebody for five minutes. I, oh, dude, guess what? Stand the fuck back. You don't even have to gimmick the wall. I'll put my fucking arm through it up to the goddamn elbow. That's fine. Um... But it's funny to me to see people just think they there's this recency bias where they're talking oh my god this is the greatest scene ever the best acting ever and again if you watch you want to see a fucking couple like actually lose their minds go watch Edie Falco and James Gandolfini the scene where she tells them about Furio where they where they you know he's living in the guest house at that point if I remember correctly and that's where the argument takes place. And he, you know, he turned the guest house into this like fucking bad parody of a man cave. It's so fucking weak. But she comes out, and they have this huge because they're in the middle of getting the divorce. And he and he has the they have this fight, and he loses his fucking mind. And then she tells him about Furio, and she's screaming. She's losing her. Fu- it's 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 so real and so fucking raw. If you've ever been there, we've all been there. That's the thing. Everybody's had that sort of emotional. If you haven't, I, I mean, look. I, I don't want to project what I've done onto everybody. Maybe you haven't had those sorts of emotional blow ups. To me, it seems like if you're a human, you've had those sorts of emotional fights where you, you've, you've lost your fucking mind and you don't know what to fucking do with yourself. One time with my ex, I, I the, the worst I ever got, I, I had a fucking, we had a, a, a crazy fight in her apartment and she wouldn't let me leave. Like it was that thing where she kept getting in front of me and, and I, I was trying to get the fuck out. And I, it was that I had to fucking stand down and, her son was there, man, and and I, I literally was gonna try to climb out a bedroom window. Like I, I was, I couldn't get out the doors. I, I I it was so fucking insane, and um and we were going, and then we started. I I usually, you know, we didn't want that shit to happen in front of her kids or whatever the fuck. But it just it just blossomed and it, it it couldn't stop. And I couldn't contain it, and so we're fucking going at it. And I'm in the bedroom. I'm looking to fucking open the blinds. And there was there was it was the winter, so like those fucking that like. The plastic wrap was on the windows. To st- and I was like, should I claw through this and climb the fuck out? Like, what am I going to do here? And then he came running into the bedroom to fucking, to to try to calm me down. And I, I won't lie, man. He came running at me. So I fucking, I wheeled. I cocked a fist. And, uh, and I stopped myself. I mean, I wasn't doing it. I I was defending myself more than anything else. But when he, cause he came running at me and I thought, all right, we're going. And then he, and then he was like, what are you doing? You got to stop. And, and then of course you wake up instantly. Um, but I had a few of those buttes in my life, man. Where you just fucking you you, <laughs> you, you try to stay ahead of the game here and keep your head. I, it's different now, you know. I mean, I, I I have you know if you get into an argument or whatever, you're trying to keep that that your wits about you. And I, I'm I'm lucky that I don't have um I don't have any real reason to argue with anybody these days. Although I had a butte the other day, but I'm not going to get into it. But uh, um. So uh, anyway, the the point is, over ten years, um, I, how did I get into this? I get into the fucking Johansson and Driver, and they're fucking acting. Oh, just the very fact that that everybody's like, there's this recency bias. We're like, this is the greatest acting scene of all time, the the most realistic relationship, and I'm like, dudes. Watch movies, man. There's so much more back there. And also the fact that everybody's going losing their mind over the fact that people are acting. They're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did this. It's like, well, that's acting. That's what they're supposed to do. That's the scene. They were paid to. It's it's amazing and very good at what they do. Because I'll tell you what. I watched, um, I watched The Irishman, which is a movie on Netflix, if you're aware of The, the Irishman. Um, it's Martin Scorsese's new movie. It's Joe Pesci. It's Robert De Niro. It's Harvey Keitel. It's Al Pacino and then every other fucking italian dude who's got a million vowels in his name and looks like a fucking thumb it, i i don't i don't know where he found all these scoozies and gaboozies and g goozies but they're all fucking in this movie man and uh and so i you know the the premise of the movie is um you know you've seen the godfather and that's told from the basically the point of view of um your third party observer on the godfather but you know it's 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 a big crime family and you're looking at it from the godfather and then his sons and then Michael takes over. And so you're looking at it from the, from the view you're viewing it through the prism of power, I guess is the way I would put it. The Irishman is if you were to watch a mob movie, uh, now imagine the godfather. Okay. If you were to somehow watch, uh, the, 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 if you were to watch the, if the godfather had been filmed through the vision of Luca Brazzi. Okay, it is. It is. Frank Sheeran is is the Irishman. He's a muscle guy, and he he winds up. He just kind of trips into this job with the mob. Uh, Pesci brings him in, he, and he's Irish. That's the thing. He's not. You know, he can't be made. So, but he comes in, and he uh, he becomes a house painter, or basically, and a, a just a fucking assassin. Muscle guy. He does whatever he's told, and he does it without question. You know, that's the deal. He's not. There's never any moment for Frank. Uh, mm, Early in the movie, I mean they tell him, you know, they tell him to do a bunch of shit. You know, you're killing people, you're doing this, you're bombing this, you're organizing unions, you're doing whatever the fuck. And he just did it. He's this loyal soldier in a crime family. That's what the story is. And you you it's a unique perspective, you know, because like I said, you always get this kind of prism of power. The Sopranos came close when they would give you stuff for like through Paulie's eyes or whatever, through Christopher. You'd always find a find a guy who was and and even Tony to a certain extent, because he was he was he was the boss, but you know, he didn't get the respect of a boss a lot of the time that he thought he should, especially because they had to make Uncle Junior look like the fucking figurehead boss, whatever the fuck. So the the Irishman is a... Um <laughs> it's three and a half hours long. It's on Netflix. And there a lot of people are like, oh man, it's, you know, I, I saw this, this thing where they said, oh man, a million, eighteen million 18 million people started watching it, but only 18% finished it. Something like that. There were the numbers. And so people were making fun of the, the, the length and all the people want to dunk on the Irishman and they want to dunk on Scorsese because he talked about Marvel movies. And, uh, and I just don't you get sick of it? Aren't you tired of seeing people do this kind of dumb shit? It's like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? If you don't like it, don't watch it. That's all. That's all you got to do. It's the way it is. And and I know I'm gonna betray this fucking thought in in, in the future because I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, you should have done this, you should have done that. I'm gonna fucking criticize movies because I, I mean, I mean, how many times have I talked about, oh man, nostalgia is fucking ruining everything? Well, I watched the Ghostbusters trailer and they got me. Just the fucking reveal of the Ecto-Mobile and the fucking song and just like, oh man. I, I the the score you know the the swelling of the fucking strings and I'm like ah dude yeah all right I'm in you got me I gotta go see the new Ghostbusters with fucking kids or whatever the fuck that's fine um but I watched the Irishman because I was gonna I had to watch it because it was homework for something but then I really wanted to see it anyway so I watched it and uh it, it, you know look all right I don't want to spoil shit for you although you you know what it is it's a fucking mob movie I'll tell you this it's you know what it is it's suit porn that's what the fucking Irishman is if you if you can't get past Anything else? Just know that it's a, a billion white-haired, jowly fucking Italian guys who look like lunch meat came to life, but they're wearing the fucking nicest suits you've ever seen in your goddamn life. Oh, my God. Because it, it starts in, like, the 50s, and it goes through all the, the the middle 70s. It actually, you know, it ends up in modern day, I suppose. But, but holy fuck, these mob dudes. De Niro's wearing some suits. And, you know, usually there's those pinstripe suits and stuff, but De Niro's wearing, like, this pattern suit. I couldn't even tell you what it was. You could just see the pattern on the fucking jacket and it's, it's, I don't know if it was a smoking jacket more than a suit, but Jesus, I mean, they're just, it's beautiful. I will tell you this, like the, the, the Irishman had, it took a a million billion trillion dollars to make. Like it was something, you know, a lot of money. And everybody's like, well, why are you going to fucking do that? You know, it's not even like you got CGI. You know, you're, how do you fucking spend all the money in a mob movie? Well, um, if you watch this movie, every single dime is on screen. First of all, they hired the fucking Lucasfilm magic dudes to de-age De Niro. And look, I'm not going to lie to you. All right. The first 45 minutes is rough because you're watching De Niro and he's supposed to be young. And he, and, and uh it just – and I, look, I tell you what. I watched it on a computer screen that's, you know, a big monitor. It's like a 22-inch monitor, and I'm a foot away from it, you know, a foot and a half. So maybe that's why I could see it more, why the first 40 minutes was very like, oh, okay. All right, I see what you're getting here. But it, it just – it looked like um – um <laughs> like it had the movements of uh, of like a Peter Gabriel video from the '80s, where they somehow preternaturally they, they bend his body in weird ways or whatever the fuck. You could always see the lines were drifting around. Uh, you ever see those bad memes where they put Trump's face on Thanos or whatever the fuck? It looked it looked like that sometimes. I won't lie because it just it, it, I know they're not mapping anybody over anyone, but the de aging thing when they're moving or turning their head. It, uh, it just, it just sticks out when you see it. Now I would tell you this after 40 minutes or so, 45 minutes, I was completely used to it. You know, it was gone. I didn't notice it anymore. And I will say this, there were, there were things that people talked about before I saw the fucking movie and, and I, you know, I couldn't help but noticing them and I would have noticed them on my own probably, but I wouldn't have made, I wouldn't have thought about it so much, but, um, you can de-age these fucking guys as much as you want, but the problem is they, they still, they're old men they carry themselves like old men. So De Niro is supposed to be this tough guy and uh he just he he walks like like his feet hurt like all the goddamn time. You know what I mean? He's kind of he he moves like like an old person. I that's that's the only way I can descri- describe it. If you saw when you see the movie, if you haven't seen it yet, he literally keeps his arms kind of close to his body and he and he kind of his little baby steps when he walks. And you just, it just looks like the carriage of an older man. It just does. Um, There's no ease. Like his shoulders are always kind of up. He's never eased. He's never, it's almost like he's affected this way of walking because he thought that would be a character choice. But in reality, I think he has to do it because that's how his body is now because he's 400 years old. I mean, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But watching this movie was the first time because there's also, again, I thought this movie was good and I enjoyed it. But there are scenes where people are mumbling, and you're like, "All right, well, I don't. This is weird." Like, and there's a couple scenes that I think they were improvising. Like Pacino and De Niro were improvising in scenes, and they they lose the plot. Like, um, there's a scene where where you know Hoffa, or I'm sorry, Pacino's Jimmy Hoffa, and he's yelling at a room full of dudes, and he's like, "There's thirty thousand, thirty thousand, like." Like he can't remember the line. I don't know if he's doing it for, to be dramatic, but it really looks like he went up. He kind of looks around and he walks and he looks down at the floor and then he looks up again and he goes, 30,000 and he flexes his fists and he's he's doing all he can to emote with his body, but he can't get the words out. And it, again, if that's a character choice, that's totally fine, but it really played as if he had forgotten what he was going to say. It's fucking weird. And maybe that's just the way it hit my ear because there's another line with De Niro and I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like this. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it again. I apologize for the bad impression. See that that that's the thing. You know, you you meet these guys and you think to yourself. Mm. You meet these guys and you think to yourself. Almost like so he. It's like he he didn't like that he stumbled on the words. You meet these guys and you think to yourself. Mm. You meet these guys and you think to yourself. It like. He, he does the line over again, which you can do, you know, when you're an actor, you can take a beat and you look down and then you just do the line again and they'll fix it in post, they'll fix it in editing, whatever the fuck they got to do. But either either De Niro made an acting choice to try to, to repeat himself a couple of times or Scorsese missed that he was supposed to edit it out because he was giving him a second take or I'm just fucked in the head. I don't know. Maybe I I wasn't because I get I didn't go in looking to not like it. And I'll tell you what, I watched it at my house. This is a very, this is a different way to watch movies too, because it's on Netflix. So normally I go to a theater and I fucking lock it down three and a half hours. I won't leave my seat. And I purposely at my house turned off my phone. Like I turned off my phone to watch it like it was in a theater and stuff like that. But if you're at home, you just, you just genuinely think you have that thing in your brain where you go, you know what? I can pause this and I can go use the restroom or I can go grab a fucking Coke or something and just, and watch and get something to drink and sit down and, and kind of realign yourself and then start it whenever you want. It's, it's an odd way to watch movies. It's a great way, you know what I mean? Because again, I'm sitting in my house at my desk alone. I got to fucking worry about anybody. That's great. But at the same time, it it takes you out of it just a small amount, just a little bit. If you lie, like I said, I turned my phone off, and I will admit, I, you know, I, a couple times I paused, and I went online, and I checked Twitter, and I checked Facebook, and then I came back to watch the movie um, because it's three-and-a-half-hour fucking thing, and I'm addicted to those other fucking things where I just, I just go take a look, take a run, and that's that. But I... I um, I, I I like the movie. Fuck. What I what? Why am I boring you with this? You don't fucking need to know how I felt about the Irishman. Jesus Christ. Because that's all I did this week. I watched the fucking Irishman, and I, I I That's a three and a half hour commitment. So you know what? I think I I deserve some fucking uh, uh, credit. Someone needs to give me a fucking high five, right? Someone needs to go to me. Hey, you, you spent three and a half hours watching a movie. Look at you, tough guy. I'm fifty two, man. I'm I'm half as old as the fucking Irishman at at this point. Uh, you want to CGI me? Do that. DH me. Can you do that for me, please? Maybe to make this show better. If you fucking DH me and I fucking just started over from the jump. Jacob, don't bail on me yet. I know you were fucking in for me and you're thinking, hey, you know what? Because he's the word compelling. This isn't compelling at all. This is a fucking mess. Uh, fuck. I started out to tell you something. There was some other thing I wanted to fucking say. Um, oh, fuck. Let's do this. I, uh. There's a Christmas party coming up. Yeah, I'll tell you this, because I, this gets buried in the plugs. That was where we were going with this whole thing. See, before we spun off the old men being de-aged for the goddamn Irishman and Harvey Keitel just staring, he, he has this part where literally he just stares. He looks around. I think he's got like five words in it. I, I All right, I'm just going to say this. I, I, I get back to the Irishman. I know I don't mean to. It was the first time watching this movie. It was the first time in my brain I thought to myself, these guys might need to retire. Uh, I, I liked it. I like you know. I love De Niro and Joe Pesci's really good in it. He does a great job. Keitel, Pacino, all these guys. But it was the first time watching it, and Pacino has life in his role. He he brings it there, and De Niro does okay. But De Niro's whole role is he's this kind of mealy mouth muscle guy who does what he's told. Um, but but Keitel and and I I just. It was the first time I thought to myself these these guys are really wearing their age and even Scorsese's wearing his age in my opinion. There's a couple of shots and look I'm not going to fucking say oh he should make a movie like this but I'm about to brace yourselves buckle up. Um there's the scenes uh, that are set in a city street and he keeps showing a car drive and turn around this corner from the same angle. Like it's like he put a a a camera up there just and he just thought well I better I better record a bunch of shit from this angle. And include in here for, for no reason. But, I mean, but the movie looks lush and beautiful. It's so, every dime is on the screen. Like I said, every car, every storefront, everything. And you really are in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. It's fucking amazing. Um, he transformed it. It looks beautiful. It's just, I don't know. It was the first time I ever thought to myself, all right, this is, because I'll tell you what, I watched The Departed and I watched Gangs of New York, which are, I know, are not people's favorite Scorsese movies, but I love them both. And I watched them both on back-to-back nights before The Irishman to kind of get into a Scorsese headspace. And they're just—they're full of life. They're bursting with life. The performances are are vital. And in the Irishman, it's—it's it's a whole lot of hurry up and wait, man. It is—it is just, um. Scenes that sh- there are scenes that are thrilling. There are scenes that are absolutely thrilling, but they'd be even more thrilling if there was a vital. Like I'll tell you this: Sebastian Menescalso is in it. He plays a crazy Joe Gallo, and you—you want more of him. You want him to be in the fucking movie because he's vital. He's—he's he's got. He's angry. He's vital. He's this, and because the Irishman just passively does his fucking job. And also, it's full of mob shit. Like I, dude, look. We all love mob movies, but if you look at mob movies, they're just as ridiculous as any other fucking genre. Inevitably, in mob movies, everybody wears gorgeous suits, and they all have tiny spoons, and they're drinking whatever the fuck, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, he's just the thing. That's the thing. He's going to school. Hey, that guy's going to school. He graduated from college. Hey, is that the thing? Cause school is jail, and got the fuck. What I did a four-year bid in school. Hey, that's the thing. You got the thing. You paint houses. Yeah, here you paint houses. All that fucking like. Old bullshit but also there's the thing where they uh they they they, they constantly like i said they got tiny spoons and they're clicking that they're wearing beautiful suits but then there, there's a dust up and people get in trouble for nothing it's like in boys in the hood i told you i sobbed because like fucking four dudes died because somebody stepped on somebody's sneakers well in these mob movies it's the same fucking thing hey that guy doesn't know his place hey tell him this is what it is he's got to stand down tell that guy he's got to be quiet hey tell that guy to show some respect you got to show some respect huh or this is the way it's gonna be And then... It's, it, everybody! Oh, that, that guy touched my pin. Hey, how you touch my pin? You got to stand down. Hey, the, oh, you don't like this pin? What's wrong? You don't like my pin? You don't like my socks? And then somebody gets shoved in a pizza oven. You're like, holy fuck, man! It's always the same. It's just mob guys are just as bad as fucking like mean girls. You know what I mean? They just—they're just pit Oh, you don't like this suit? You don't like my fucking cummerbund? I'm gonna take you outside and throw you a beating. What if I throw you a beating outside in the alley? I gotta find your body and fight different places in the goddamn five boroughs because you don't like my goddamn cummerbund. Let's fucking go. Hey, take that guy outside. Hey, Tony. Hey, Vito. Hey, hey. There's a great scene in the movie where he says to Hoffa, he goes, who said that? He goes, Tony. And he goes, Tony, Tony. They're all named Tony. Which Tony? (laughs) And he's like, it's not wrong. He's like, exactly. And then then Pacino just goes, "No." or De Niro's like, "Uh, Tony. And then he's like, oh, and then I know it's real. It's Fat Tony Salerno. But it's such a great line. Because I mean, you're like, yeah, everybody's named fucking Tony. All the same shit's happening. All the same fucking guys. And, hey, that guy grabbed my pin. Hey, that guy, you know what? He's, hey, I don't like the way that guy's looking at me. Hey, what the fuck? Hey, well, you got a problem? Hey, I show you a beat. Hey, you want to pursuit? Hey, got some gold? day, hey, what the? I just... Oh, God. And, and again... I'm gonna make fun of Star Wars people for for weeks. I'm sure when it comes out, or in passing certainly, these fucking nerds fighting about ah oh, you know the Last Jedi stinks and then the Force Awakens is great and I and I couldn't tell you the difference of any of them. I, you know what movie I liked? The one with the blind guy and then his big buddy and they wound up in a fight and they saved a guy. And like they, I didn't even know which one that was. And there was like a big, a bigger C-3PO who was a good guy who fought. I don't, I couldn't. Again, I don't know the names of any of these people, but I liked that movie. It was fine. It was fun. It was fun to watch. I enjoyed that movie. Um, But these people now who are like, well, here's the thing. You know, when you restore order to the balance of the force and then the new Jedi's and fuck, oh, God, I just. But then the same thing works with mob movies. Because, again, I'm telling you about, oh, yeah, it's the same thing with fucking Star Wars. Same thing with mob movies. Joe Pesci's, you know, he's got his tiny spoon. He's drinking his little fucking uh, capuchute. Whatever the fuck. And then they're sitting in a goddamn restaurant. And I try to V.A., try to scalopini. It's the fucking best in the city. <laughs> All right. I guess I'm going to play it in a scalopini then. Because it sounds like it's the best in the city. <laughs> whatever, man. Three and a half hours, dude. And, Frank, and I will tell you this. The mob stuff is is secondary for me in this movie. Yeah, I, I said I wasn't going to talk about this, but I am. The, the mob stuff... It's, that's The main story is the mob stuff, but also it's a story of a man committing to one family over another. All right. Frank Sheeran is an Irishman who gets in with the mob basically at the expense of his own family. He's got four daughters. He's an aloof father. Uh, and, and the last 40 minutes of the movie really deal with that in a way that's, I think, compelling because, you know, after everybody ages out mob shit happens and whatever the fuck i don't want to give away any endings but he he's forced to return to a life that he ignored forever thinking that everything was just going to be fine and he realizes that he's left as much damage as he's done for the mob to other people he's done infinitely more damage to the intimacy of his family like they want nothing to do with him and uh you know he there's 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 a great scene where he's talking to his one of his daughters and and He's like, she said, you know. He looks at her. and He goes, "I was just trying to keep you safe." And she's like, "From what?" And and he has he's forced to kind of look at these questions where it's like, "Yeah, I, I uh," he wasn't doing anything for his fucking family. Everything he did for the other family, the mob family, and for himself to move up in the ranks. And it was that 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 thing where again, I don't, I can't speak to what it was like in the fifties, sixties, and seventies. I mean, I, I certainly I grew up in the seventies, but the, the family dynamic was different. But he he shows what it meant to be a guy who just he did what he was going to do and he assumed that the wife would raise the daughters and and she would keep house and and he would go out and he would he would do his job and and never open up and never talk about anything emotionally and never involve his family and never really check it i mean you know they these i will say this the the daughters in the movie wind up feeling in a way that, the way i probably feel in real life because i mean i lost my father at a young age so he wasn't there to ever provide guidance or check on my homework or see how I was doing or anything like that. So I, but I was spared his aloofness. Instead, I got all of his fucking weakness and then I watched him die from it. Uh, They, in this movie, they, they choose their paths. They, they decide, well, you know, I mean, we were left to their own devices. So then when he comes back, Thinking that he's got daughters and family and everybody to be with, they want nothing to do with him because, again, he fucking made the choice to leave them behind, and that's the compelling stuff in this movie. You know, the mob stuff is shit we've seen over and over again. It's just like, hey, who you looking at? Who you talking to? Hey, uh, hey, skinny, get a razor blade. Meet me up at a fucking alley. We're gonna take this guy to a dumpster. Get, get, get. You know, hey, go down the fucking little, go down a Vito's clam house and put three in that guy right in the back of his head. Got to take out the bodyguard first, but he didn't do anything wrong, so make sure you shoot the other cat. You know, mob shit. We've we've seen it. There's rules to mob movies. We know that, and and these all they all happen in this movie. And I will tell you that that is a weakness. That another thing that this movie has. It is it is showing you events we already know. It is dealing with the Jimmy Hoffa story. Now, if you don't know Jimmy Hoffa, it's because you're young, and that's fine. I don't blame you. But uh not only do I know the Jimmy Hoffa story, but I was I literally acted it and acted. I was in, I was an extra, I was a fucking extra in the movie Hoffa, directed by Danny DeVito, where Jim Jack Nicholson is Hoffa. And then if you watch it, if you've watched the Hoffa movie, which I've seen several times, you've seen the beats of this movie. You're just getting it through a different perspective of the muscle man from the from from uh, Well, and I'll tell you this: in, in Hoffa, Frank Wally, there's even a scene with a truck repair. Like, I, I it's weird, like almost where. Scorsese might have seen something from that other movie. I don't know. I don't want to say anything. And, and Scorsese's not cribbing anything. But you could certainly be influenced. But the made, you know, whether it was phony or not phony or fake, everybody was pissed about it. I thought Nicholson did a great job in it. Uh, just like I think Pacino is, is does a good job as Hoffa in this. He's the one. He's the one with spark with life. And uh, and also I'll tell you this: when you're watching this movie, you're like, because we all know what happens to Hoffa. All right, we don't know, but he disappears. All right, obviously, clearly, something happens to him. But in this movie, you're just like Jesus Christ. will somebody fucking kill Jimmy Hoffa already. He is just the biggest pain in the ass. Where you're like, and and also this this weird unentitled tough guy. I'm sorry. I apologize. Entitled tough guy, but but unearned entitlement. You know what I mean? Where he's he's just. He, he he's throwing his weight around because he, and he he starts to buy his own hype and shit like that. So then he starts basically telling the mob what to do. And the mob's just like, Hey, good. It's not the way to do. That's not the thing. That's not the thing, Jimmy. That's not the thing we do. Tiny spoon, little cup, drink slurp. Uh, that happens all the fucking time in these mob movies. So, 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 but the thing is, this is real. We know what happens with Hoffa. So we get it Hoffa. We get the fucking Kennedy, uh, hearings, we get Hoffa testifying, we get Crazy Joe testifying, we get the stuff on TV. The Kennedy assassination shows up, you know, all, all of this, all of this lurks, and then, then uh, you, hey, hey, if they can whack a president, they can whack the president of a union, yeah, go, gay, you know what I mean? All that shit, it, and they're they're cliches for a reason. We've seen them over and over, but also at the same time, they're cliches because it's almost like when people say it's a stereotype for a reason. Um, because they were reinforced for years and years and years. Well, that's, these are cliches because they happened. These fucking, you know, we're, we're dealing with real life here. So when you see Hoff across the mob and the mob wants to do something about it and there's Fat Tony Salerno and all this fucking, and Bugs Gravali and Three Fingers, whatever the fuck, you're just like, all right, I get it. This is, it's it's a mob movie. Now look, if he makes this movie 20 years ago, it's infinitely better because they're much younger and you buy it, you fucking buy it. Now, I, again, I enjoyed it, and I liked seeing the story be told. But again, buying De Niro is a tough guy. Buying buying Pesci is a mob boss. Um, although Pesci does a great job. I'm not gonna fucking shit on Pesci. He does a fucking really good job. Um But again, it's that he's the he's the mob boss, because usually you get the here's the thing. You get the the fucking psychopaths like Crazy Joe. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, fucking I tell you what get the fuck out of here. We're all brothers, hey and then you get the uh the mob guy who doesn't his voice never goes above a fucking whisper, and that's Pesci basically. Yeah, this is what we're going to do, you know that kind of fucking thing. And uh and it's fine. Like it's I would say watch it. And, and like, I don't know, I'm not the fucking movie guy, but I I mean I These are some of the great artists of our time. De Niro, Pacino, Pesci, Scorsese. Is this them in their in their prime doing their best work? It is not. But it is all of them collaborating on work that needs to be seen, and I truly believe that the story about Frank as a family man and all that stuff, which is simmering in the background the entire movie and then hits hard for the last forty-five minutes, uh, is important. It's re- that's really good stuff, because you know why? Because De Niro is age-appropriate then, and he gets to play that. You know what I mean? And and uh, you know there, there's a I don't I don't want, I don't want to give it away, but there's a scene at the end. And it's Fat Tony and Pesci and De Niro and whatever, and they're playing bocce ball, and uh, and and it's I I found it to be a, an incredibly poignant scene because it ju- it just shows you what's waiting. I, I I don't again I don't want to give anything away, but this 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 movie is a, is a you know a testimony on aging. It's a testimony on like I said family. The mob stuff is almost I mean it look, the mob stuff is the bulk of it, but also it's it's almost like the vessel used to tell the story about people aging out and losing touch with their families and, and isolation uh in 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 your dying twilight years. It's it's I found that stuff fascinating. That's that's a cool story. I mean look, it's great to see De Niro fucking, you know, shoot a guy in the fucking face five times. That's that's also that's always great. Um But the mob stuff is 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 window dressing compared to telling the story of a man who chooses a path and then finds it was the wrong one. And also, uh, honestly, it's the story of of him in the foreground. But then there, are, like I said, that bocce ball scene drives home the fact that these are all men who chose a path that, quite frankly, turns out to be the wrong one. You know, so I'm I'm not going to give anything away, but you should see it. But that bocce ball scene kind of like threw me a little bit. You're just like, oh. Because if you really think about it in the moment when you're watching it, you're like, holy fuck. I mean, it's just, and until you see it, I don't want to discuss it at length like that. Uh, fuck, I, how did I spin off into this again? All right, well, there you go, The Irishman. That's it. There's my review. Take that and run with it. <laughs> um, I was going to tell you this because I've been mentioning some of the plugs. And like I said, people turn off the fucking show before the plugs, I'm sure. And I'm sure you turn this off now as I talk about The Irishman for fucking 80 minutes. Um, there's a Christmas party, a 40-year-old boy Christmas party. And you're like, what the fuck? How are we coming to your house? You're not really coming to my house. It's done electronically, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. And uh, last year we had a Christmas party. It was fucking fantastic. It was really cool. Ahmad was in town. So me and Ahmad, basically, uh, we streamed live. And and I opened gifts from listeners. And it was really amazing. I had some hot chocolate. I had some... uh, I think I had some Biscoff cookies. I had a Santa hat on. It was totally fun. We had a roaring fireplace. Now, I, look, I am not gonna, I'm not, can't promise all that stuff now. Maybe I'll have hot chocolate. I, I, I might have a Santa hat. There probably won't be a fireplace, and I don't think I'll have any cookies. But December 20th, which is next Friday, a week from, uh, what, two days from now because this is Wednesday. So a week from uh, this coming Friday, you will, uh, December 20th, 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific time on the Twitch channel. Uh, I'm there, and I'm I'm doing a um, I'm doing this Christmas party. The reason I'm telling you now is if you want to send me anything, you have to contact me and get my PO box. I'm not going to give it out on the show because uh, who knows? I mean, someone sends a fish or a bomb and whatever the fuck, you know? I I don't want any of that bullshit or a fish bomb. Holy fuck! Do not send me a fish bomb. I know you're thinking about it. Someone right now is crafting a fish bomb after all the stuff. Oh, you know what? Fucking Schmitty sleeps with the fish bombs after fucking running down a mob movie uh hold on helicopter or is that a plane i don't know helicopter probably um but but i there were people who were genuinely nice and they they reach out and they want to send me things and you don't have to but if you do i will open them on the on the air at the party that'll be the best part um it's a celebration of you and us and and all of our our lives will there be somebody here with me I, with with noamad perhaps Perhaps I'll have a special guest who will join me for this party. I don't know. I'm still waiting to hear back. I've got I've got word out to Pesci and everybody else. We'll see if they want to come on board after this week's uh, devastating review of The Irishman. Um, but they, uh, they, they so this party is if you want to send me something that I will open on the air, uh, not on the air here, but on the air on the Twitch channel on the Christmas party. You got to contact me because again we're a week out. So and I will tell you this. There were people who asked me to make an Amazon wish list, and you're all lovely. And I, I really should have done that because then you could have just fucking grabbed something and sent it to me. It just seemed so, such a naked uh, ask. And, and even though you guys told me to do it, I, I literally sat down a couple times to try to make an Amazon wish list, and then I'm like, because the stuff like, all right, because I, I was like, I, right, I kind of want a Kindle Fire or whatever the fuck, and then I'm like, nobody wants to buy me a Kindle. It's three hundred dollars. You know what I mean, like. I'm not a porn star on Twitter. I mean, because those chicks, you know, they're like, hey, here's my vulva. Buy me a Kindle. You know what I mean? And that's fine. That works out fucking great for everybody. That works out for the women. It works out for the guy watching. He gets an eye full of vulva. He gets to spend some dough. He makes himself happy. Because I, I follow, like I said, I follow Lexi Bell, a couple of people. But all these all these fucking OnlyFans, all these porn chicks, they all have fucking Amazon wish lists and stuff like that. And, and guys send them fucking. Because, and, and, again, I don't blame guys. Because guys are, you know, the they're they're excited because they just they get to see the girl touch something that they bought and they're all happy. Nobody wants to do that with me. Fuck, nobody's like, oh, dude, Schmidty, do me a favor, put your ankles in the air. I'll buy you a gift. You know, that's that's it. Just seemed like that. Not not. I mean, I don't look. I don't blame the women for doing it. And I certainly don't blame the guys for buying it. But for me, it seemed like this weird. Hey, buy me this. Buy me that. Would you buy me this? Which is bananas i ask you guys for shit every week so it just seemed like a weird fucking thing to do and i didn't want to do it so you're very nice and and i just want to make sure that you know that the christmas party is again next next friday which is the 20th and uh and if you're going to get me something which is totally fine you don't have to if you just want to tune in and hang out and watch me open stuff that's great I appreciate it. I want everybody to be there. That'll be totally fun uh, on the Twitch channel next week, twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. And also, look, if you don't want to buy me anything, you can follow, you can subscribe to the channel and that gets me dough. Uh, and you don't have to do that either because again, why the fuck? I, I'm not that guy. All right. I'm not, I'm not sitting here like, oh, please do that. Please do this. Um, I, I'm just letting you know that, that, that the possibility exists. So if you want to get involved with that, that would be great. Uh, I would be happy. You would be happy. And one of us would be more happy probably because I got something and you didn't, but, uh, but you're nice to think of me and I appreciate it. So letting you know, uh, again, I always do this before the plugs or after during the plugs and, uh, and now I'm doing it now. So, so that exists next week. And I should, I, I don't know. I, cause I did, I didn't, I didn't do anything this week. You know what I mean? I, 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 again, I got a list. I got plans. I got back to the gym. I'm rolling with that. Uh, trying to get the sleep thing squared away. All that stuff. Still still, things are in progress. Still things are working toward uh, where they're going to be. You know, what's funny is I, I, I started the year with like all these goals and shit. And I lost 27 pounds by like July 1st. And I was like, all right, man, this is fucking rolling. I'm doing good. I had great plans. And I have spent from July 1st on absolutely fucking taking a wrecking ball to any progress I made. And, and you're tired of hearing that, I'm sure. But I, and I'm trying to analyze mentally why I did that. I talked to Shannon about it this week. And I'm just like, I don't know. I, I literally took a fucking ax to the, to the bathroom door of all of my plans just to go ahead and fucking peek at Shelley Duvall and laugh in her face. I, I don't know what I've done or why I made this choice. And and, and consciously I, I literally would do it and laugh. I'd be like, what are you doing, man? And like almost like, uh, Hey man, I really like starting from behind. So I'm going to go ahead and do the fucking worst possible thing. I'm going to look at this. I made a ton of progress. I was feeling great. I was doing really well. And then, uh, I mean, I didn't just fall off the wagon. I mean, I literally steered the wagon into oncoming traffic, got blasted a few times, killed a few people along the way, flipped and landed in a ditch, where then I was consumed by rabid weasels. I mean, I, I have gone out of my way to sabotage myself in the last fucking six months, and I, I can't explain... Uh, six months. I have gone out of my way to sabotage myself the last 40 years, and I can't explain... <laughs> I just got a fucking ditch in my brain that tells me to do it. I don't fucking know why. There's there's a there's a defective black spot. My brain looks like a fucking four day old banana. I mean, I just I just all bruised and you push on it and it's soft, a soft bruised brain that made me do these things. And I and I know I've let people down, man. People were like, you know, I had that Attaboy page which still exists, and I want to post on it as soon as I fucking. Have something to post that isn't me going boo-hoo, because nobody wants to fucking hear that. But here I am telling you it now. So what the fuck? Who knows? Um, but you know I have a list and I have plans, and 2020 is going to be different, and I'm and I'm excited. You know I, I'm I'm looking at Ireland, I'm looking at, at at all these places, and I I I know you're all like oh yeah, Mike, you keep saying this shit. We'll see it, we'll believe it when we see it. And and I don't blame you, man, because I have that feeling about myself. Which honestly, the fact that I'm saying it now indicates to you that I'm. I'm projecting my feelings onto you. You don't feel that way. You guys are very nice. Although you might. I don't fucking know. Maybe you'll do that. Some of you know, boo hoo, we get it. We heard all this shit before. No, everybody's very kind. I also love the fact that I just told you about a Christmas party where you can send me gifts, and then I'm like, hey, by the way, you all hate me. Nobody hates me. I get it. I understand. Um,. But I, I, you know, and I look, oh, I'll tell you this in my 2020 list. You know what I did this? Here's another thing I did this fucking week uh, to get my insurance squared away. You know what I mean? That was, that was one of my main goals. You know, I don't have any insurance. We talked about this like uh, in the beginning of the season. So I've been, I you have until like December 20th to sign up. So I had, I had called once before last week and I was on hold for like an hour and 18 minutes, I think it was. And I was like, fuck this. I got to get out. I couldn't. I, I look, I could. All right. I'm just a weirdo. I don't want to sit there for an hour and 18 minutes, even though I'm doing stuff. I'm online, whatever the fuck. But it just seemed, I, I stubbornly was like, I can't wait anymore. Hung up. And, uh, but, you know, time's ticking away. And I, and I, I'm dreading the phone call more than the, the fucking result. Like, I, I, it's the whole, you know, me, it's the getting there that I fucking can't stand. If I get an answer, that's fine. So yesterday I called up, uh, the insurance joint and, um, Sure enough, I uh, <laughs> I wind up on the phone with them, and I and you know they do this. Thing. All right, l- let me just tell you, I've been trying to do the the my own online thing, and it keeps saying I'm not eligible for insurance. Not eligible. Not eligible. I'll I'll update you. Two years ago, I was updating my insurance, and I accidentally hit the Medi-Cal button, and then I went backwards and I finished out the rest of my application. But for some reason, the Medi-Cal thing registered, and they sent me a note that said, "Hey, you um." You are denied Medi-Cal. And then I looked and it turned out they had also canceled my fucking covered California uh, Obamacare. So when I called to try to fix it, they're like, well, you know, we need to know about your taxes, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll get back to you. You know what I mean? I just, I, I hid under the coats. I mean, I, I, and so I just gambled. I'm like, all right, well, I won't get sick this year. That'll happen. So I've been sick a couple of times. You know that. As a matter of fact, yesterday, this is the fucking weirdest thing in the world. I wound up, uh, I got dizzy and lightheaded. Yesterday was Tuesday and I I went out to do something, came home, got out of the carport and I was all lightheaded to the point where I was, I, when I leaned one way, I started to tip that way. You know what I mean? And I was like, all right, that's not good. So I got in the house and, uh, I figured it was one of those things. I stood up too fast. You know what I mean? It'll go away. No, 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 it did not go away. It decided to fucking stick around for the rest of the goddamn afternoon. This is the shit that happens when you get old, man. Mystery illnesses come flying out of nowhere. And in my head, I'm like, all right, is this the diabetes? Has the diabetes monster finally come for me? Is he going to swallow me the fuck up? Uh, and then I thought, you know, it was blood pressure because again, I'm a fucking monster who spent six months trying to put himself in the grave. And I'm like, I don't know, man, what the fuck? If I had insurance, I can go check it out. So I get in my house and I'm lightheaded, but then even worse, here's the deal. I'm sitting down. I, I did a Twitch stream and, uh, light, lightheaded. But if I, I, if I was sitting straight up with my head straight up, I was, I was just lightheaded a little bit. But if I put my chin down to my chest or I leaned my head all the way back, all of a sudden the room would spin. Like I, if I closed my eyes, I would find myself like lilting over to the left or over to the right. Uh, I didn't I didn't have it was like vertigo or whatever the fuck. Right. So I'm sitting there and I actually did a Twitch stream with it. And I'm like, dudes, and I, I fucking put my head back and I started to, to fall over to the side um, it, it, I had no fucking control over my faculties, which is that scary shit. You know what I mean? Where you're like, how does this go away? So then I start rubbing the back of my neck and I stand up and I stretch, but when I stand up, I get the fucking, you know, then I bend over to stretch. And I almost fucking fall over. And, and I spent the whole day dizzy and lightheaded and I'm going, all right, what is, is this? the final curtain. Like what is, cause then you Google it, you go to WebMD, and they're like, could be any number of things. Of course it could. And I, as I've said, don't diagnose yourself on the fucking internet. Um, but I, I had to on my own doctor. So in my brain, when I said, I, I go, should I take a bunch of ibuprofen? I'm like, well, no, that just, that'll fuck with your blood even worse. So then I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to just fucking hang out and then I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I'm just going to sleep. And I figured I would sleep it away. And so I went to bed, uh, last night and I woke up this morning and, um, it's gone. Uh, I got to the gym today and I thought it would come back and it did not. So I'm not lightheaded and I'm not dizzy anymore. And I don't, you know, when I close my eyes, it doesn't fuck up, but, but it's shit like that that makes you go, Jesus Christ, I need insurance. Just in case. Who the fuck knows? I mean, I could fall down in my house now and hit my head. I'm so old. I'm, I'm just, again, please deage me. I'm asking the Lucasfilm people. I, you know, you do it with movies and shit like that. Have you ever wanted a test subject, like a real life test subject, to come in and see if you guys could do it in real fucking life? Make me a fucking Brindle Schmidt. Make me a put me and Goldblum in a fly in a fucking chamber and see what comes out the other fucking side. I don't give a shit. Hey, man, I'll spit up on my food and have to eat it in a gross way. I'll have the, I'll pick off my fingernails, whatever the fuck you need for me, as long as it keeps me healthy. I want to have a supercharged fucking uh, metabolism, whatever the fuck else. And I'll have Goldblum's chest. I want to fuck Gina Davis. I'll, I'll take all of the rest of the shit that happens later where my hair's falling out and I turn into a gut. Damn fly! I'll take it to real Gina Davis for a couple of months and look like bloom Why not? Just get those fucking people on board to fucking D de- D age me like you did De Niro, but do it in real fucking life. I'll, and and look, as long as nobody gets too close to me, they won't fucking notice. I don't know. I I, I so I got to get the insurance because in my brain, especially you know, I, and I had to anyway. But then this fucking lightheaded bullshit. I'm like, all right, now I got to call these assholes. And I called up. And I, you know, and, and I'm sitting there, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm frightened because I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. And it, 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 I punch all the buttons. You got to punch through all your fucking birth dates and stuff. And then it says, uh, your wait time is 14 minutes. And I'm like, 14 minutes. Awesome. And then the phone rings and instantly a person picks up and get this, not only this, not only that, not only this or that <laughs> a person picks up. Who's, uh, who who sounds this and again I don't mean this in a biased sort of way but I think you all know what I'm talking about a person who speaks impeccable english is on the phone I wasn't sent to india I wasn't sent to a call center with a bunch of people who go yes i understand your problem but if you will hold on mister you know where they reading a script and shit like that I t- it was a woman named dawn and dawn oh dawn was a revelation dawn was fucking perfect it, it, it she I said, hey, look, Dawn, um, first of all, I'm shocked that you picked up. They told me it was going to be 14 minutes. She's like, oh, we're being very efficient. And I said, yes. And then I said, I have a problem with my insurance, and here's what it is. I told her that two years ago, I accidentally hit Medi Cal and I backed out. I said, I'm trying to do it online. It says I'm not eligible. And she said, oh, okay, well, let me go through. And she goes, oh, I'm not finding you. And she goes, maybe your social will work. I gave her my social. She goes, here you are. What's your birthday address? I confirmed everything. She goes, oh, yes, it says you're not eligible. Why? And I, I, I said, I don't know. And she goes, well, let's do it all over again. And she starts filling it out and she's looking and and, we were on the phone for a good 20 minutes, 20 to 25, but it wasn't 20 to 25 of, hold on. It was 20 to 25 of a meaningless, or I'm sorry, a meaningful conversation with a person who was trying to help me. She, she went above and beyond. She, she's like, all right, let's do this. Well, leave. let's try this avenue. Well, okay. I've rebooted this and we've changed this. All right. You're not being told you're not eligible anymore. So I'm trying to, I mean, it was glorious to have somebody who actually cared who wanted to help me with something and was pleasant and nice and I and and didn't act like I was I was because I I you know I last time I called the insurance company I told the story on here I called the insurance company I started to talk to the woman and she literally just goes and I wanted to go what the fuck are you upset about I, I I'm the one who doesn't have fucking insurance I'm sorry you're trapped in a goddamn call and farm but that's not my fucking fault your life choices aren't my fault. Uh, but this time, Dawn, there was no exhaling. There was no judgment. It was just her trying to help. Now, did I wind up getting insurance? No, of course I didn't. Why would that happen? Why would this story have a happy ending? Of course I didn't get fucking insurance. Uh, she went through, and, and the bottom line was she said, Hey, they need to know about your taxes. And I said, Okay, well, I filed uh, two different extensions. She goes, Oh, so you filed already? I said, I haven't filed taxes. I filed extensions for 17 and 18. And she's like, Oh, Okay. And then she starts punching buttons and looking and and she finds a passage that says, Oh yeah, no, it says here that you need to have filed uh, you know, taxes. I said, Well, listen, I have I've had insurance before and I've obtained it with while filing extensions. And she goes, Huh. She goes, Well, two years ago they actually purged a lot of people from the rolls because they, they were doing that and you have to rectify uh your your tax credits with your filings uh and and your insurance information at the end of every year now. She goes, that was always the way it was, but I guess she goes that two years ago they really started to kind of crack down on it. I said, Oh. All right. I said, Well that was when I had insurance it was two years ago. I don't I and, and she said, Yeah I said, Well did I screw this up by hitting the Medi Cal button? Did I, I, I hate that I took myself out of the system. She goes, No. She goes, probably that year they would have come to you and asked about your taxes if you hadn't filed yet. Uh, they would have asked, and so you. This was nothing you did. This was happening, and this is just the rule. She goes. Now I'll tell you what. She goes. I can, if you want, I can approve your insurance and go through and get you your your coverage. And I said, okay. She goes. But let me read this to you. And she reads me this thing that says, "I, under penalty of perjury, uh, hereby state that I have filed taxes in the state of my residence." And I, like this, basically, this long fucking thing that says, "Yeah, I filed taxes." And I said, well, well, I filed extensions. And she goes, well, I this this says taxes here. And it also uses the word perjury. She goes, I can go ahead and do this if you think you're safe. But please know that you're maybe putting yourself in, in line for a phone call or a future. And I go, no. I goes, Don, let me stop you right there. I don't feel like committing a crime this afternoon. And she started laughing. And I said, uh, I think it's a crime. I don't have insurance, certainly. But I'm not about to go to these lengths to go ahead and get it. She goes, well, here's the thing. She goes, maybe... You can call your, your tax provider, your accountant, because maybe filing extensions counts as filing and then you wouldn't be lying. And I said, That is a brilliant idea, Dawn. Because, see, you're not filing taxes, but if you filed an extension, maybe that's just as good as filing taxes. And this way, you can still get your insurance coverage while also rectifying your taxes on the back end. And I said, You know what? That's fucking smart. Uh, and she says, well, thank you. And I said, well, I, I appreciate it. I go, and, and look, would I have maybe thought of that myself? No, of course I wouldn't have. Why the fuck would I do that? I didn't even want to talk to Dawn. She's great. I don't want to call my accountant in the middle of the fucking winter. Hey, Merry Christmas, buddy. Let's figure this out. Um, but that's my hail Mary for that. That's my, I talked to Dawn. She was very gracious and nice. And she said, Hey, look, I fixed it all. So like, if you go online, you could probably do it yourself. Uh, but I would talk to my accountant before finding it. So I have, to, I have to call my accountant and see if filing extensions counts exactly as filing taxes. Now, I look, we all know the answer to this. Uh, and I, 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 don't, I don't know what to expect. I, I Look, I know fully what to expect. I expect to get fucked. I expect to be told no. And I expect not to have insurance in 2020 unless... Some miracle fucking happens because, again, my I got to, you know, I I can file taxes, but I got to have my tax provider do it. And that's a chunk of change. That's money. So I got to pay, you know, and I look, I, I got money from my Hail Mary, but not money like that kind of money. Um, but, and then I'll have to pay the taxes, of course, and then I'll have to be paying my insurance and then, and I might as well just get a job at a gas station to try to stay afloat. It's, it's all coming to a head folks. I'm the chasm is opening and I've got an ankle on either side and I'm about to slip into the abyss, but that's fine. Cause I got a list. I got plans. 2020 is going to be a big turnaround. Yes. Uh, I don't know. We hope so. We'll try. So it's a cliffhanger of sorts. I got to call my, my, my accountant and see what he says about extensions and taxes and, Will I have insurance or will I not? I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. I know I need to start making some dough so I can pay my accountant so I can get my insurance. It's like, literally, there's a hole in the boat and the moat and the goat and the hole in the bottom of the sea. Well, I got to make the job to get the money to pay the taxes, to file the taxes, to get the insurance in the bottom of my fucking fee. I don't know what the fuck to do, man. I know what I have to do. I have to make money. I got to fucking get a gig. I got to fucking start working and rolling and doing and living fucking life and just, and be, I get it. Welcome to the fucking working week, man. You got to come back. (laughs) <laughs> and I will, I, I, I plan on it, that's the whole point, 2020, I got a list, I got plans, we're back on the working week, we're making it fucking happen, we're going ahead and stepping out and doing everything we need to do to advance and grow up and be a better person and make it all fucking work, but unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap ourselves in bubble wrap because we won't have any fucking insurance, we're going to have to make sure we wrap ourselves in bubble wrap and, don- and not get dizzy and not piss blood and, and it's just... It's fucking leeches and Epsom salt for another fucking year. goddammit. it. And that's, and that's, but that's fine, but it's not fine, but it's fine. It's fucking fine. Right? Is it going to be fine? You guys can get me at Mike at Mike You guys can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. I don't know. It's all falling apart, right? I might as well just fall apart right with it, but I'm not, I got a list. I got plans. 2020 boom, boom. I actually did finger guns right there uh like i said you guys can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy i'm at instagram and snapchat am i i am find me at instagram and snapchat mike 40 yob send me notes i'm there lurking uh what else man oh our good friend ryan dirks he handles all the cool ass web stuff for this show he'll be doing a lot more in 2020 won't we all i hope ryan's got insurance he doesn't want to get stepped on by a wayward goat uh, or, or get electrocuted while doing web stuff. He's at a very multifaceted man or get dosied while he's doing and he's being a, a gentleman caller and getting punched in the face by somebody who comes around on an Alaman left. He's a, a square dance caller. If anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, um, so go find him at facebook.com/slash ryan dirks and tell him he's cool. And of course, David Hernandez does all the cool stuff for this uh, show, music and uh, and what else? Music and what? And and all the artwork, the all the artwork he does, all that stuff. His uh, his Mac is sick right now, so his artwork is uh falling a little bit behind. But I mean, not his real artwork. You, you can hire him to do that. Did you know that? Of course you knew that. Find him at facebook.com slash David Hernandez. Look at all of his photos and look at all the artwork that he's done. He's done uh, also, he's done independent artwork for this show for years and years and made me very happy in doing so. If you join the Westside 86 Jokers fan club, which is on Facebook, you will see the uh, the many, many artwork things that he's done over the years. He's changed all the artwork every basically every fucking week. The guy's unbelievably prolific. And he helps me out in ways that I can't even express to you, which makes me very happy. Um, but he also, he's done for years. He did my uh, profile pictures. Doesn't do those anymore. But uh, now every week he comes up with something that becomes my uh, timeline photo. And uh and he also has his closed group, This is dumb, that's dumb, you're dumb, I'm dumb, where he's created all sorts of lovely characters that everybody enjoys, and they're uh, you know, the Christmas season just wouldn't be the same without uh ground beef Jorge or whoever the fuck he's got lurking there, and uh and like I said, uh an owl that looks like Christopher Hitchens and uh and a naked chick. He's got all of these people there lurking. Uh Slumpus McGumpus, they're all there. Please go ahead and join the group. This is dumb, that's dumb, you're dumb, I'm dumb. Uh, and if you want to see like some of the corporate stuff he's done, you can go to his website, artbydmh.com. that exists, but mainly he would like you to go to facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez and go to his photos. Look, the creator, the characters he's created for the, uh, the website, the, uh, the closed group on Facebook. Uh, stuff he's done for my page. And he can do your Facebook caricature. There's, I, I see people all the time. They change their, their Facebook photo to one that he's painted. He works in oils. He works in watercolors. He works in everything that you possibly could need with a brush and a goddamn canvas. And he can make it happen for you this holiday season. Uh, you want to get a hold of him quickly, of course, because he's, he's jammed up. And also the turnaround time is... Uh, He does it well and quick for me, but those are much smaller in scale. If you want some sort of large painting, you're going to have to get a hold of him. Uh, I'm not sure what he can get done before the holidays, but you want to go ahead and find him. Uh, Like I said, at Facebook.com slash David Hernandez. Reach out and write him there. Or, as I've mentioned, go to his website, artbydmh.com.
2: Hey, I'm Seamus. And I'm Louie. And And we're we're the Christmas Christmas elves. Elves. Hey, we'd like you guys to meet another one of the Christmas elves. It's our little friend Bogus the elf. Hey, you guys. Glad you folks could join us. We're about to play our favorite holiday game, the 40 year old boy drinking game. All right, all right. Okay, it's simple. We've all drawn a Schmitty type phrase or word at random, and we're about to listen to the latest episode of the 40 year old boy podcast. Every time Mike says our word or phrase, we take a shot out of this bottle of Yukon Jack. Hey, now. That sounds good, eh? All right, let's see. Oh, I drew the phrase, folks. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh, oh sweet. Ooh, wow, there you go. Louie, what did you draw? Um, I got the word literally. Oh, man, I hope you didn't drive. <laughs> Bogus, Crab what did up. you get? Um, well, I got, uh, I got rape. Rape? Oh, no, <laughs> no way. Dude, you know who drew that word the last time we played this game? No. John Bonham. Oh, no, no oh, way. Oh.
1: Whether we're lightheaded or dizzy, Whether we're in perfect health, whether we're in the pink or in the red or in the black. We have sponsors. That's right. They come to you. They come to me. Well, they come to me first. They don't come to you first. What if they did? Hey, could you guys ask Mike to sponsor us? That would be strange. They can just ask you to sponsor them and they wouldn't cut out the middleman who is me. Although I guess you're the middleman in that equation. This whole thing's falling apart on its face. But it doesn't mean I can't bring it to you and tell you about our sponsors right now, including the Paranoid Strain podcast whom you may know already and you certainly love if you already know. They are fantastic. They are amazing. They're incredible. They're wonderful. It's our good friend, Fearful Jesuit, and all of the, uh, the minions up there at, at the Bay Area compound where they put together this show. Um, there's a new episode out. Now, I will tell you this. I have not had the pleasure of listening just yet. Look, I had to carve out three and a half hours to listen to the goddamn uh, Irishman as you heard earlier in the show, and uh, and for, for reasons that then fell apart. But still, there were reasons for me to watch The Irishman on time. Uh, the new Paranoid Strain podcast, it poses the question, is reality an illusion? Now, this is only part one. I should tell you this. This is like over three hours of fucking in-depth, crazy, brilliant podcasting. Uh, like I said, I haven't had a chance to listen yet, but I'm looking forward to diving in. So I know some listeners have already listened, for Christ's sake, because you guys are way on top of it. Um, but it's about, is reality an illusion? And I, you know what? I, and usually I listen to the show and I give you my notes and I will next week, but I will tell you this. Now, uh, this is the first of a two-part series that's not technically about conspiracy theories. Um, the guys over there at, uh, at Parent and Strain by that, but the guys, I mean, of course, Danny Unicorn, our good friend, uh, Fearful Jesuit. They see the show as a proud defender of reality against conspiracist nonsense, but they felt it would be unfair if they didn't spend at least a couple of episodes exploring exactly how little they understand about reality uh, when you really think about it. So this time they're going over philosophy, science. Um, they're talking about out there ways to interpret reality. Some are silly. Some are good. Uh, and, and they look, this is their new favorite episode. Now, they, I'm sure they say that every time they put out an episode, but uh, they do feel that it is their new favorite episode. And there's all sorts of they, dudes, like I said, informationally dense, uh, bringing you laughter and joy, and knowledge. It is truly the complete package of podcasting. The Paranoid Strain available now in the iTunes store. Uh, Download all of the editions. Go ahead and subscribe in iTunes. Write a note to our good friend, Fearful Jesuit, paranoidstrain at gmail.com. Write them a note and tell them how much you love the show. Tell them you heard about it through us. Tell uh, Tell them that reality is not a construct. Reality is not a conspiracy. It's a real thing fight with them. That's what they want. That's what the, that's what the paranoid stream people want. They just want you to fucking fight with them. So why not step up, put up your dukes and go ahead and let them have it internet style and, uh, and tell them you love it or you don't love it. And, um, well, don't tell me you don't love it. Hold on. <laughs> I just got attacked by a yawn. Don't tell them you don't love it. Certainly tell them you love it. Tell them you heard it from us. And, uh, and you want to make sure that the show is everything it's going to be in the future. You're downloading it. You're subscribing. You want to support, um and and uh, and all that cool stuff. I'm looking forward to listening. If you haven't listened yet, go ahead and listen now. Reality is a conspiracy. Available in the iTunes Store. Download it. Leave a review in the iTunes Store. Write them a personal note, and uh, and just just get ahead of the curve. Because I tell you what, when you peek yourself uh, out the door, you look out there, you see reality. You think to yourself, eh, I don't care for this. So maybe. Fearful Jesuit can shed some light on what reality truly is for you guys in this new episode. Go ahead and listen to it. I'm a, I'm looking forward to listening to it myself. I'll be on a plane tomorrow, and I'll probably have it buried in my ears just then. Uh, our other sponsors are good friend Rob Matsushita. He's uh, got the Knife Drop podcast, which, uh, I you know, last I heard, it, episode seven was out. I'm not sure if episode eight is out. Episode seven came out last week, um, and they talked about, like I said, a video game-inspired sex comedy called Joysticks. Um... They, they, it, it, the, the new segment's called TNA Q&A, which we all love. Uh, they continue the interview with actor Christopher Chen about stereotypes and breaking into Hollywood. Uh, they have a Terror Tuesday segment about a gem called Dead Night. And uh, it's just fantastic, the, the Knife Drop. It's episode seven of the Knife Drop podcast. Uh, you can find it at Anchor. You can find it in uh, Pod Bay, all these other places I think I told you about last week. Stitcher. Go ahead and find the Knife uh, the Knife Drop podcast uh, in stitcher in pod bay and anchor and listen to it and love it and, and, um, uh, tell them you enjoy it and, uh, go find Rob at, on Facebook. He's available at facebook.com slash, uh, Rob dot Matsushita. Tell him how much you love the show. You heard about it through us and he would, uh, he will then think I'm a hitter and continue to want to do things for me, which would be really great. I would appreciate that very much. I actually owe him an email. Uh, I owe everybody in the world a fucking email. i owe my buddy, Joe evil, an email. I owe Rob Matsushita an email. um, Look at this. I owe KC bills an email. I owe everybody emails or a text or, uh, or something of that ilk. Uh, but, you know, when you're dizzy, when you're lightheaded, you can't sit down and tap out emails. Yeah, I, I blame it on that by all means. Why not? Why wouldn't I blame it on that? Uh, so go ahead and listen to the Knife Drop podcast. Go ahead and download the Paranoid Strain. Listen to all those shows. Download them and tell those guys, hold on, fuck. Tell them that you love the uh, show. And, you, you you, know, I think that's just because I'm, I'm talking so fast and I'm not breathing. And also, it's ghost sticks in my mouth. As we all know, our friend Diane told me I'm just getting fucked in the mouth by ghosts. <laughs> that right there. That was, uh, you know what? That was Rene Aubergenois. He just fucking, he barreled me right there. He just fucking, th- I had to throw Rene Aubergenois with that, uh, that uh, uh, yawn right there. Is that how you say his name? I don't know. I think I'm making it up. Uh, all right. So, folks, we have a cameo. Did you know that? You can download the Cameo app to your phone and hire me to send a Christmas wish to somebody that you love. Uh, I would like to do that, so go ahead and download the app on your phone. Uh, can you tell I don't want to do the plugs today? I, I just don't. I don't I don't feel plug. I don't feel plugish. I think would be the way I would put it. Um, I'm not feeling this whole show. I but I but you know we're gonna put it out. <laughs> we're we're doing yeoman's work, and we're giving you this show. Uh, I just I just uh, again. Yeah, I because I here's the thing. I wanted I made myself recorded on Wednesday, um, and now fuck. But now it's so late on Wednesday, and I'm fucking crazy, gripped. Whatever you don't care. Um, fuck Cameo exists. All right, so download Cameo. Hire me to do something. I can tell you you're great. I can tell your friends they're great. I can tell them Merry Christmas. I can tell somebody Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. A Kwanzaa. You got a Kwanzaa person out there. I'm happy to jump in. Say Happy Kwanzaa to whomever you want me to say that to. Uh, that would be f- fuck you, yawns. God damn it, my body's falling apart. I uh, I want you to hire me on cameo. I promise not to yawn during your cameo. I, I will be well rested for your cameo. That'll be fine. Uh, hire me to do that, please. That'll be great. <laughs> That's all. Download cameo. Hire me to do some cool cameo shit, and uh, and you'll be happy, and so will I. We uh, I have a YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com/slash/the forty-year-old boy. And uh, find me on there. There's stuff that's coming soon. Sure. Got the Twitch channel I told you about. Hey, I got a MailChimp uh, mailing list that I'm putting together. Uh, if you want to be on it, please send me a note. Hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com. Hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com. Uh, that would be cool. I would, I'll would. i add you. There will be a test newsletter going out soon. And, uh, and then starting in January, we'll have the weekly newsletters. But there will be a test one going out soon, just to see if everybody's on board and if they're getting it, and we can tinker around with the look of it and all that kind of stuff. Jesus Christ, I just want to jump off a cliff right now. I'm t- here's the thing. This is so weird. I don't know what's happening. All right. again, my body failing me. I'm almost drooling. I don't know if it's, it might sound gross in your ears. I have like I I like excess spit, and I'm trying to get rid of it. I've been I've literally like. Had to dab my mouth like two or three times here during the end. I don't know what you're thinking. Well, Mike, why wouldn't you stop the show? I can't stop the fucking train. You hear me? I'm yawning. I'm going to fall asleep on this fucking desk. It's super late Wednesday night, man. I don't know what the fuck to do. All right. Um, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So find my YouTube channel. That's pretty cool. And uh, and then, of course, there's the Amazon language at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Oh, did I mention the Twitch channel? <laughs> I think I did. Um, MailChimp. Hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com. I am all over. The, I am fucking scrambled. Like, because here's the thing. I would love to just like f- f- pull back, but I got to get the show out. I'm I'm dedicating myself to getting the show out on Thursday morning. Fuck. Uh, Amazon link is on MikeSchmidtComedy.com. If you go there, uh, go to the merchandise page. There's an Amazon link. Click on that. And dudes, just fucking use it. It's Christmas time. You're already shopping at Amazon. God, I've, I'm going to sneeze again. What is happening to my face? I'm yawning, I'm drooling, I'm I'm fucking sneezing. It's it's this is a mess. I'm an old grandfather. I'm falling the fuck apart and I don't know what to do about it. I'm trying and I'm bringing these messages to you and you hear it in real time. You can hear me fucking dying literally and again. We're all dying every second of every goddamn day, but you can literally hear me falling apart on this fucking show. Jacob When you go back and listen, go listen to go to 10 years ago. Listen, when I was a vibrant young man, just with a fucking just an endless heart on and beating my chest. And now I I, I come to you a sneezing, drooling wreck. I, I don't know what's happened to me again. Get the bubble wrap. Fucking wrap me the fuck up, man. What my head, my whole head is leaking like my nose, my fucking mouth. God damn it. All right. I don't know what to say. And as a sniffle, that's not good. All right, here's the deal. I might have the flu. Could I possibly have the flu? Is that a dizziness thing? If you're dizzy, do you get the flu? I have a friend who had valley fever I just found out about. Jesus Christ, that's awful. She's had mold in her system for like months. What the fuck? Maybe that's what's going around. Maybe I got the desert fever. You know what? I, I'm not going to lie to you. Maybe I have the boogie fever. I, that, that could be a possibility. Me and the silvers? <laughs> you know she ate her pizza dancing to the beach. She's got that boogie fever. Uh, I right, finish this fucking show before you vomit. I've done everything else. I'm drooling. I'm fucking sneezing. I'm yawning. Um, what have I not talked about? I don't know. YouTube channel exists. Twitch channel exists. Mailchimp's. Uh, hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com. Uh, the Amazon link, our Patreon. Oh, why wouldn't you want to support this bullshit that I'm doing? Patreon.com, look for me, Mike Schmidt Comedy.com, or no, Mike Schmidt. Uh, just Google Mike Schmidt Patreon, and I'll come up. There's my smiling mug with a bunch of other stuff, and then uh, and then why not? And there's stuff coming up for that again. 2020. I got a list. I got plans. Uh, I, I've plugged that. I've talked about this. What else could there possibly be as I go through the rolodex of my mind? Oh, Uber and Lyft. Do you care? Nobody ever uses these. But I'll throw them out there. Lyft, Mike, 720057, Uber, DJZ, W1, YTTUE, DJZ, W1, YTTUE. If you're a first-time Lyft or Uber rider, use the code. I get a spiff, but it's useless. But if you're going to drive, use the code, and then I get something. And, oh, here's another thing. Remember that SoFi thing I was doing? Uh, everybody got their money. Everybody was very happy about that. Then they came up with a new offer. They're like, hey, man, get your friends to, to invest with SoFi, and you'll get 100 bucks. And I'm like, yay. But you, uh, but, but here's a new thing, but you had to invest a thousand bucks. Then I would get a hundred and you would get a hundred and then you could pull your money out. And, uh, Hey, what a shock. Nobody went for that. But here's the a new SoFi thing. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you it. They're offering loans. If you want to apply for a loan through SoFi and then you get the loan using my link, I get 300 bucks and you get a hundred bucks. Look at that. Plus whatever money you borrowed. Say you borrowed five grand from SoFi. Then you get $5,100. I get $300. We're all happy. I got a link for that if you want it. Write me and I'll send it to you. Our buddy Scott wrote me for a link. He's like, hey, man, I might do that SoFi investment thing. But they got wise and they fucking ended that thing quick. And now they went with the loan thing. So I sent that to Scott. Hey, look, maybe if you want a loan, you can do this. I don't know. I don't know what Sofi's doing. They were giving away free money for a while. And then they went, hey, we should probably stop giving away free money before we go bankrupt. Um, but there you go. All right. So please go ahead and uh, cameo Uber and Lyft. I got the YouTube that I tell you about Twitch. SoFi, MailChimp. uh, Paranoid strain, Patreon, uh, all of it. It's just there, and let's just let's put this to bed. You know what? I might not even count this as a real episode because I I don't have any faith in this episode. It's just me talking, and normally it's just me talking. But this is just this just doesn't seem like uh, the kind of I shouldn't call this an episode. What should I call this? Is this a placeholder episode? I guess I could call it. I'll figure out a name for it. This can't be episode twelve. There's no way this can count as episode twelve. It's just it turned. You know what? I, I all right, look. I'll just tell you this, because you know me by now. Jacob certainly knows me; he's been listening forever. Some of you have been on board forever. You know, when a show like this happens, it's because there's something I want to talk about that I can't talk about, and that's all I want to talk about. Uh, it has nothing to do with my ex or anything like that. It just—it's just—I've uh, hinted at it. You know, I'll tell you what: it, there's a treasure trove of hints within this episode. If you hear them and you don't, and you—and you think you have a guess, send me an email. That'll be fun. Uh, but that's why this episode went in the fucking tank. You know what I mean? It's Wednesday, uh, late. God damn, it's late now. It's it's it might even be fucking Thursday now. Yeah, well, I guess four 30 in the, in the morning qualifies as fucking Thursday. Um, but I just, I, uh, yeah, all right. So that's why this episode, because I, you know me. It's when I, I that thing where I want to talk and I just don't let my hands go, but I can't. And there's things I can't. Uh, you don't give a fuck. Nobody cares, right? Just, just take this episode for what it is. This is a, here you go. This is a sorbet episode. This is just a fucking. This is a uh, this is a get along episode. And the only I'll tell you what, I did consider not doing an episode. I think I might have mentioned that earlier, and just kind of going and back into the, the back catalog as our friend Jacob. But it's Christmas, and I know everybody wants to hear the Christmas stuff, the Christmas songs, and and so I didn't want to cheat you guys out of a Christmas episode. But all the Christmas nonsense. Uh, See what I do for you fucking people? You know what I am? I'm podcasting fucking Santa Claus. I I didn't want to cheat you guys out of nonsense. So I sure enough, I show up and I do this, and I hand you this lump of fucking coal, honestly, that that is not a a good enough show. Squeeze this show. See if a fucking diamond comes out. I guarantee it's not gonna, but do the best you can. And uh, and I'll, I'll just... Let's just bow out of this gracefully, right? Let's. Just, I'm just going to talk as the music fades, and the, or no, the fade. The music's going to come up. I'm going to fade out. I normally I have like a story, and I'm like, yeah, and then we go crazy at the end of the thing. I don't even. I don't think I have that for you right now, because again, this is a, this is, was a a placeholder episode. I don't know. I'll figure out a way to put it. Is this an eggnog episode? I, I got to think of a Christmas uh, episode. I don't know. I'll think of a name. But just, just let's just let's all just sit quietly while this episode ends. Nobody yell at me. Nobody send me an email and tell me how much I suck. I get it. Uh, this week's episode, not exactly a home run. Not even. I wouldn't even call this a double off the wall. I'm going to call. You know what I call this? I'm going to call this a pop up that uh, that got lost. That the the guys lost in the lights and fell in for a, a, a single, uh, and I took second on the error. So that's what I'll do. This this is a pop up single that they lost in the lights, and and then I took second on the error. Now I, I I admit that I normally am crushing home runs. The last few weeks have been massive home runs, grand slam walk offs, if you will, but uh, but this one, yeah, this is pretty much a pop-up, infield fly roll, and they let it fall, and uh, and it just fell, and nobody could do anything about it, so take that for what you, you will. I didn't even hit 90 minutes on this fucking thing, and that's okay. 90 minutes of garbage. Let's do 80 minutes. Let's just fucking come in at a tight 80. How's that sound? Fine? All right. Let's do 80 minutes of... This placeholder episode that doesn't count against your normal fucking subscription that you get every year, especially here in year twelve. This is not even episode twelve, year That's twelve. 10, this is uh dollars, Christ, Connor. what are we gonna call this thing? <laughs> I don't
0: know. I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you're as charming as a needle, Mr. Schmidt, you're a bad banana with a greasy black peel, you're a monster, Mr. Schmidt, your heart's in them. Is full of spiders. You got garlic in your soul, Mr. Shred. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. Between the two of you I'll take the seasick crocodile You're a foul one, Mr. Schmidt You're a nasty, nasty squirt Your heart is full of unwashed socks Your soul is full of dirt, Mr. Schmidt the words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, you're dirt, dirt. You're the rotter, Mr. Schmidt, you're the king of or sots, your heart's a dead tomato squashed with moldy purple spots, Mr. Schmidt soul is an appalling dump heap, overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable, mangled up, entangled up knots. Nauseate, Mr. Schmidt, with a noxious supernose? you're a crooked jerky jockey and you drive a crooked horse. A three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with our snake awesome sauce.